0: Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to hear is true. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. You're a detective sergeant. You're assigned a robbery detail. You get a call from an officer in another division. He's come across some information about a robbery. Your job? Check it out.
1: It was Wednesday, May 18th. It was hot in Los Angeles. We were working the day watch out a robbery detail. My partner's Frank Smith, the boss of Chief of Detectives, Thad Brown. My name's Friday. We are on our way down from the office. It was 10.47 a.m. when we got to the R&I counter. Coke machine. I don't see him. No. It's quite a gadget, huh, Joe? What? A machine here. Real piece of work. Sure is. Here you are. Thank you. You stop and figure, Joe, all the wires in there. Levers. Must be a couple hundred wheels. Yeah. Johnny, say why he wanted to see us? Mm-mm. Yes, sir, it must be four or five miles of wire in that thing. Yeah, at least. Mm-hmm. Why do you think he did it, Joe? What?
0: Invent the machine. I don't
1: know. Maybe he just liked to invent things. No, I don't think that's it. What's your idea? Well, a guy would have to spend a lot of time to build something like this. Maybe a couple of years. Yeah. Figuring now a person just have to step up, put a coin in, cup drops down... Syrup pours in, seltzer, the way it's all measured out. Yeah, I'd have to spend a lot of time on that. Yeah, I guess so. Sure. Got to be a good reason for thinking it up. What's your idea? I don't think you could find a bottle open. Yeah, sure. Joe. Frank. Hi, John. Oh, hi, John. Sorry
2: I'm late. I got a call on my way out.
1: No trouble. What do you got?
2: Picked up a kid day before yesterday. carrying a can full of grass. Mm-hmm. Pretty rough kid when we tagged him. Wouldn't give us the time of day. How old is he? 17, just out the line. I uh-huh. got to talking to him last night, started to relax. Guess he knew he was in trouble. Yeah. One thing led to another, and the kid ended up talking pretty good. Uh-huh. What did he give you? Rumble about his brother. Got big plans. Yeah. And a knockover loan company.
1: Captain Powers, Frank, and I left the city hall, drove over to Georgia Street Juvenile. We had the suspect brought to one of the interview rooms. All right, sit down on
2: Homer, this is Sergeant Friday and Officer Smith. They want to talk to you. Joe, Frank is Homer Rankin.
0: Oh, yeah. All right, son.
2: What do you want? Well, I told them what you said about your brother, Homer. They'd like to go over it with you. That's a lousy deal.
1: What do you mean by that, son?
3: Stinks, that's what I mean. What I told you wasn't supposed to be broadcast. I'm just trying to help you out, kid. Yeah, where's your shovel? Word leaks I turn fake and the services will be real nice. You're all invited. Look, boy, you're not going to help yourself acting like
1: this. And you're not going to do your brother any good either.
3: You tell me all about it, huh?
1: What are you trying to build, Homer? What do you want? Ah, leave me alone. We can't do that. You know it.
2: Try.
3: Look, Homer, you're in trouble. Why make it any worse, huh? You got me for possession, that's all. You ain't going to make any more out of it.
1: All right, let's go. Come on, kid.
3: Where to now? The basement for the rubber hose? You're huh? Going back to your cell. Good. I didn't sleep good last night. Maybe I can get some sack time.
1: You better do it while you can.
3: What's that supposed to mean? By the time the court gets through you, you're not going to feel
1: like sleeping, I'm afraid.
3: What do you do? Hmm? Where do you work? What's your job around
1: here? Robbery. Big guys, huh? No.
3: Yeah, I heard about you fellas. Big time operators. Guess I should feel pretty good you come to see me.
1: How do you figure that? Uh, you don't waste your time on small-time stuff. Well, you better take another look. Huh? We did this morning. We sent back to Captain Power's office and got the name and address of the subject's brother. 1210 P.M. We drove back to City Hall and had the name checked through R and I. We are. Thanks, Helen. That's a fat packing. Well, yeah. let's see the arrest report. course. long. Mm-hmm. So burglary? Two eleven? He's been busy. Yeah. You got a five 2 there? There it is. Who's he listed as the next to Ken? White, Paula Rankin, 101st Street address. Better talk to him. No. You think the kid told Powers the truth? I don't know. Maybe he just wanted to sound big. It's possible. Brother sure fits, though. Mm-hmm. Guy's been lucky. What do you mean? Well, all the arrests, he's never stood a conviction. Let's see if we can change that. We got a copy of the suspect's mugshot shot, and we went out to see his wife. She lived in one of the new housing projects on the south side of the city. Yeah? Ms. Rankin. That's right. Police officers, we'd like to talk to you.
4: Well, I don't know anything about the marijuana. This kid got it someplace. It's his problem. I got enough of my own.
1: We'd like to talk to you about your husband. Tim? That's right.
4: Come on in. Thank you. you want to sit down? Thanks
1: is my partner, Frank Smith. My name's Friday.
4: Yeah. Now, what's the beef about Tim? Is he here? No. You know where he is? No, I don't.
1: When did you see him last?
4: A couple of days ago. Is he out of town? I don't know. Couldn't care any less. Do
1: you have any idea where we can get in touch with
4: him? Listen, mister, if I knew you'd have it, I got nothing to save him from. As far as I'm concerned, he can boil. Is that so? Yeah. Since the day I met him, I've been carrying the economy size of trouble. Week goes by and he ain't pinched the cause to get arrested for shooting off skyrockets. Always something. I'm tired of it. And I'm through with him. Never see him again, I ain't gonna cry about it.
1: You got any other relatives in town?
4: Mm, Just the J.D. Ma'am? The kid, Homer. It's the only one.
1: Boy lives here, is that right?
4: He's got a bed. Don't use it much, like his brother. All the time out trying to get himself hung up. Never seen such a trouble family. Mm
1: -hmm. Any place your husband might go?
4: I told you before, if there is, I don't know about it.
1: Does he have a job? Tim? Yes, ma'am.
4: Honey, if you got paid for goofing, Tim could retire. Only thing wrong is he ain't got nothing to retire from.
1: He doesn't have a job.
4: That's the general idea, yeah.
1: Where does he spend his time?
4: ain't around here.
1: Well, where? Do you know?
4: I don't know. Guess it'd be the hot dog stand. A couple of times when I needed some money, I caught up with him there.
1: Where is the place?
4: Down on 114th, a couple of blocks over. You can't miss it. one of those all-night places. Mm.
1: Your husband have any close friends?
4: What do you mean, close?
1: Well, people he'd spend time with.
4: Yeah, a couple of guys fit that.
1: You know their names? No. You ever seen them?
4: Yeah. One of them was here once. I saw him.
1: Can you give us a name?
4: No, I don't remember. Me and Tim had a beef about it. I came home and found him and this bum crocked on beer, had a beef about it, and ended up with both of them leaving.
1: Can you describe the man for us?
4: He's a man. Got a head, two arms, two legs.
1: That's all you can tell us?
4: Yeah. All
1: right. Thanks for the time.
4: Don't worry about it. It's free. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to leave you a card. If you hear from your husband, we'd appreciate a call.
4: Sure. Well, don't hold your breath. It isn't likely he'll come back this time. All right. Can you tell me what it's about? It's
1: a police matter. It'd be better if we talk to him personally.
4: <laughs> Can I get you anything? Drink, maybe? No, thanks. No, thanks. Too bad. Sometime when you're in the neighborhood, you know, not working. Drop in. I'll pour you a drink. Yeah, sure. No, I mean it. Girl gets lonely just sitting by herself. The company'd be nice.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: You're not married, are you? No, ma'am. That's nice. You drop by now, anytime.
1: You bet. Thanks again. Goodbye, Miss Rank.
4: Bye.
1: Hey, Joe. Just do me a favor, will you? Well, sure, old buddy. What is it? Be quiet. <laughs> We checked with the neighbors, and they verified Ms. Rankin's story about her husband's absence. None of them were able to tell us where he might have gone. Other than saying that the Rankins fought constantly, they were not able to give us any new information. 2.15 p.m. We drove down to the hot dog stand on 114th. There was no one at the counter who looked like the suspect, Tim Rankin. How will it be? Cup coffee.
2: Okay, how about you? Mm,
1: number six, I guess. You make that with cheddar cheese?
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, I'll have one of those. Glass of milk, That's too, huh?
2: Sure. You want your coffee now? Please. Hot.
1: That's good. That's the way we like it.
2: Oh, uh, not the coffee, the sun.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: And paper says it's 91 Pacific Center. Uh huh. Yeah, we should be doing more business than we are. Don't understand it, though. Is that right? Yeah, you know, cold drinks. Hot day people all the time drinking something cold.
1: Yeah.
2: No offense. that's all right. Now, I'll be ready right away. Huh? That's what the number six is in Malibu.
1: Oh. You seen Tim ranking around this
2: morning? Uh, yeah, he was in about 10. You guys friends of his?
1: we like to talk to him.
2: We came in, had a cup of coffee with Shelly. Two of them left, oh, uh, I guess about 10.30.
1: Who was he with, you know?
2: Shelly, you know, Shelly Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Big buddies all the time together. You know where they went? Uh, I don't know, maybe over Shelly's. Do
1: you live around here?
2: Yeah, he's got a pad a couple blocks over. Hmm.
1: And your dog'll be ready. You know the address of that place?
2: Mm mm. I never been there. Heard the two of them talk about it, though.
1: This guy Mitchell work?
2: No, I don't think either one of them do. hmm. Wanna leave your names? Guys come back, I'll tell them you're here.
1: It'll well, be better if you didn't say anything about it. Why not? The police officers. Both of you? That's
2: right. <laughs> sure never guessed it. Mm-hmm. Cops. You never would not known you, look just like anybody else.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What are you after Tim and Shelley, for? I bet it's a loan company job, huh?
1: Huh? Is that it? What do you know about it?
2: Oh, look, mister, I, I didn't have any part in the action. I, I just heard them talking.
1: That's so? all. Yeah,
2: oh, gospel. I didn't even think they were serious. If, uh, if I'd known they meant it, I'd have called the cops myself. I don't want to get mixed up in nothing like that. Not me, I... Eh? I ain't about to put my neck
1: out. What'd they say about the job?
2: Oh, just they're gonna pull it. All the time I thought they were kidding, talking
1: big. I sure never figured they'd really do it. What's the name of the company? Huh? Hmm? That place they talked about, what's the name of it? Uh,
2: Timely Loan Company over on Western.
1: They say when they were gonna make
2: it? I talked about
1: Monday afternoon.
2: I guess they decided not to wait, though, huh?
1: Yeah. Either one of them drive a car, do you know?
2: Yeah, Shelly does. I don't think it is, though. You ever seen it? Yeah, a couple times he's had it there. What
1: kind of a car is it?
2: Uh, Pontiac, four door.
1: Happen to know the license number? <laughs>
2: no, sorry, fellas. Never paid much attention to it.
1: Either one of them say when they'd be back?
2: No, it could be any time, though. They come and go.
1: You know if this missile's ever been arrested?
2: I can't give you an answer. Never heard him talk about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: when they hit the place? What? When they robbed the loan company. I never read nothing about it.
1: Papers haven't got it yet. Yeah. Anybody hurt? Why do you ask that?
2: Well, it kind of Figures figure it's all. Yeah? Sure, I know one thing for sure. I wouldn't want to get in Shelly's way. The leg don't slow him down a bit. What do you mean? He's got a wooden leg, you know.
1: Here, the
2: right one. Told me once he got wounded in the war. Is
1: that right? He still walks
2: a little limp, like
1: this. Uh-huh. I
2: saw him tangled with a guy once, happening in the alley out in back. Yeah. He almost knocked the fellow's head right off his shoulders. Real punch. Is that right? Yeah, that's why I asked if anybody had been hurt. Shelly, being like he is. Yeah. Of course, I guess he wouldn't hit anybody, be you no know, need for it. What do you mean? Well,
1: you wouldn't have to, that's all. Yeah. Both of them got guns. Frank and I arranged for a steak out on the hot dog stand, and we went back to city hall and ran the name Shelley Mitchell and his description through R&I. We came up with a possible that looked good. The mugshot was pulled and shown to the owner of the hot dog stand. He gave a positive identification. We contacted Army authorities and requested what information they could give us. Yes, sir, huh? When was it? I see You have those numbers? Right. No, I have them. All right, Lieutenant, thanks again. Friday. Michigan, 5211. Extension 2511. No, it's 25. Right. Okay, many thanks. How about it? Looks good. He was given a dishonorable discharge. For what? Theft. Spent a couple of months in the stockade, and then the Army kicked him out. Yeah. They'd like to talk to him again, though. Well, How come? According to the lieutenant, it seems after he left, they got the check and he didn't leave alone. What do you mean? Took 345 automatics with him. An immediate check was made at the last place listed in Mitchell's package, but he'd moved and left no forwarding address. Additional officers began to canvass the area where he was supposed to be living. Local broadcasts and APBs were gotten out on both suspects and a stakeout was set up on Tim Rankin's home. That afternoon, we met with Captain Donahoe, and it was decided to put a stake out on the loan company. Four fifty p.m. Frank and I were leaving the office to make the necessary arrangements. You got the mug? Yeah, we better get on it right away. Yeah, hot shot. We missed it. Huh? Timely Loan Company. Yeah. Was just held up. The office and drove out to the Timely Loan Company on Western Avenue. By the time we got there, a radio card answered the call, and the officers were checking the neighborhood. A broadcast had already been gotten out carrying their description. Frank and I talked with a manager, a Mr. Richard Conover. Is there anything we can do for you, sir? No. Wonder if you take a look at some pictures and see if you can recognize the holdup man. I have to. Well, it'll help us. All right. Here they are, sir. No,
3: they're not here. You sure? I looked at them. You haven't got a picture. Would you mind going through them again? I'll be honest with you. I'd like to see you get the two men, but the money's insured. I'm not going to put my family on the block for it. I don't think I understand. It's just that I believe them, that's all. What do you mean? On the way out, they told me. Said if I helped the police, they'd find out and make me sorry for it. No. Said they'd get my family.
1: We went over the description Conover had given the uniform men. It could have fit almost anyone. The crime lab came out and went over the offices of the loan company. They found nothing that would aid us. The people in the immediate vicinity were interviewed. None of them were able to give us a good description of the suspects. The victim, Richard Conover, was taken to the city hall where Frank and I talked to him for over an hour. 8.14 p.m. Now, Mr. Conover, we need your help. If we don't have it, our job's going to be five times as hard. I've told you I'm not going to put my family in jeopardy. Well, now, look. We'll put a policeman in your house. He'll be there 24 hours a day until we come up with the thieves. there will be an officer with your children. Nobody's going to get near him. That's ridiculous. What do you mean? I'm not going to subject them to that kind of supervision. Well, then, maybe you better take another look, Mr. Conover. There are two men in this city who've held you up. They've made threats on your life. Now, we don't blame you for being concerned, but this isn't going to help. Unless you go along with us, our hands are tied. There isn't anything we can do. You've got no reason to believe that these men aren't going to try to get at you, even if you don't talk. You're the only one who can't identify them. Pretty soon they're going to think about that, and then we won't be able to stop them. You and your family are in trouble now, whether you talk to us or not. All right, I'll tell you. The suspects were positively identified as Timothy Rankin and Shelley Mitchell. Additional bulletins were gotten out on the two men, and the search for them was intensified. Officers were dispatched to Conover's home in the event that the two thieves tried to make good their threat. Rankin's brother was re-questioned at Georgia Street Juvenile, but either he couldn't or else he wouldn't aid us in apprehending the suspect. 11.30 that night, Frank and I were ready to leave the office. Did
3: you sign the log? Yeah,
1: let's go. I'll get it. Robbery Friday. Hello? Robbery Friday. Oh, yeah, Benson. Wait a minute. Give me that again, please. You're right out. Benson and Stromwell. Yeah? They found the Mm suspect. In canvassing the area around the hot dog stand, officers Benson, Stromwell, and Herman had checked the hotel. When the clerk was shown pictures of the suspects, he said the two men who looked like the pictures were staying in the place. However, when the rooms were checked at the suggestion of the manager, Rankin and Mitchell were not there. They staked out the room and we were called. When Frank and I arrived, we took up our positions in the room while the other officers covered the entrances to the hotel. 4.15 a.m. We waited. What time you got? Wait a minute. of hard to see without a light. 4.30. Hmm. Well, the hats did a good job. Yeah, like finding a needle. Mm-hmm. You heard how Herman's coming with the books? I was talking to him the other day. He said he didn't think he's ever going to make a lawyer. I guess it's rough with the hours he's got. Yeah, it works out, though. What do you mean? He told me that when he and Stromwell got a out together, they'd ask each other questions. You know, try to study that way. Yeah, that's a hard way to do it. Yeah. Right. Hmm?
3: All right, Mister Holder, right there. I'm doing like you say. I'm not going to cause no trouble. Turn around, face the wall. Yes, sir. Just like come you on, say. Come on, move. Hands up on the wall. Yes, sir. I'm doing it, just like you said. I'm not rough. Uh,
1: here you are, Joe. Where'd you get this gun, Rankin?
3: Shelly gave it to me. That's the truth, honest, Mister. I got it from Shelley.
1: All right, put your hands behind you. Yes, sir. Right behind me. Now right, you can turn around. Huh? Uh,
3: don't shoot, Mister. Huh? Please don't shoot. Turn around. Yes, sir. Where's Mitchell? I don't know. Oh, come off it now. Where is he? Well, I don't know, Mister. That's the truth. I just don't know. Yeah. well, look, if I did, I'd tell you, honest, I would. When'd you see him last? Couple hours ago. Where? A coffee place on Vermont, sir. Is he still there? I don't know. What was he doing? He was talking to another fella. Who? A guy named Randolph Bennett, sir. I'm not sure that's his real name, though. Is he coming back? No, sir. He doesn't live here. Clerk says he does. Well, who are you talking about? Mitchell. Oh, I meant Bennett. He doesn't live here. Mitchell does, but Bennett doesn't. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, how about an answer?
3: Well, I'm sorry, sir. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Mitchell, is he coming back? Well, I don't think so. Why do you say that? Well, we had a fight. I don't think he'll be back, sir.
1: What'd you fight about?
3: Well, it was something he wanted me to do. I didn't want any part of it. What was it? Well, he said if I didn't go along with him and Bennett, they'd kill me, and I didn't like the deal. What deal? Well, him and Bennett, they got a caper planned. I was supposed to go with him, but I didn't want to, sir. Honest, that's the truth. I really didn't want to. Yeah. You see, I was supposed to steal a car for him to use, and the more I thought about it, I didn't want to get in any more trouble than I am
1: now. The two of you hit the loan company this afternoon? Yeah, that's right,
3: sir. This fellow Bennett, he was with you? No, sir. We met him tonight. Him and Shelley planned this other deal. They wanted me to go with them, but I didn't want to. Honest, that's the God's truth, sir. I didn't want to. That's why we had this fight.
1: Well, what's the deal?
3: Well, they figure to start out about nine in the morning. shelley has got it all figured. They say they can hit about eight places and the two of them are going to leave town. What are you talking about? Well, this deal. They're going to rob some loan companies. What about this fellow Bennett? You know him? No, sir. He's a friend of Shelley's. They've known each other, though, for a long time. Where's he from? Oh, back east someplace. I'm not sure where. I just know the cops are after him. Though. Why? Well, he broke out of jail while he was waiting to be tried. What was the charge? Kidnapping and murder. <laughs>
1: We left the hotel room and picked up the other officers. We had Tim Rankin point out the coffee stand where he'd last seen Shelly Mitchell, and then we called a radio car and turned Rankin over to the uniformed men. While Benson, Stromwall, and Herman covered the rear entrance of the place, Frank and I went in the front door. There they are, Joe. Halfway down. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, I sure know that guy's always hot bait
3: when it comes to doing something back down. A lot of fun kids around. No, we don't have to... T- yeah? You guys got a license to listen? Shelly Mitchell.
5: Come on,
1: come on, 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 come come on, Lousy, rotten cops! Now, turn around. Give me your cops, will you, Joe? Here. Come on, turn around. I'll take
2: care of Ben. Yes. All right,
3: Mitchell, turn around. All oh, a stick
1: of deals. All right, come on, move. How'd you get to me? Don't you worry about that.
3: Rottenest, lousiest deal I ever heard of. Where'd you get this gun? I bought
1: it. From the government, huh?
3: Well, that's none of your business.
1: All right, we'll go your way.
3: Lousy, 12
1: hours.
2: 12 more hours, you'd have missed us. This afternoon, we'd have been on the way. You'd have never found us.
1: Yeah, you really believe that, don't you?
3: Oh, sure. If we'd have gotten a start you'd have been dead. Looking all around found huh? us.
1: Yeah, just like now.
0: The story you have just heard is true. The names were changed to protect the innocent. On September 16th, trial was held in Department 92, Superior Court of the State of California, in and for the County of Los Angeles. In a moment, the results of that trial. Norman Rankin was referred to juvenile court and, after a hearing, was made a ward of the state. Timothy Alfred Rankin and Shelley Vincent Mitchell were tried and convicted of robbery in the first degree, one count. They received sentence as prescribed by law. Robbery in the first degree is punishable by imprisonment in the state penitentiary for a period of not less than five years. Randolph Bennett, alias James Virgil Nicholson, was held for New Jersey authorities to answer charges of murder, kidnapping, and escape. just heard Dragnet, a series of authentic cases from official files. Technical advice comes from the office of Chief of Police, W.H. Parker, Los Angeles Police Department. (coughs)